how do we unleash, how do we reawaken our wise woman that's there inside us and always has been? And how do we bring her forth into the world? How do we feel more at home in that wise woman that's within? Welcome to the Woman Warriors Podcast. You worry, I worry, we all do. If you're paying attention to the world today, there's a lot for women to feel worried and anxious about. As we explore the worries with curiosity and compassion, we learn to live more authentically and unleash the warrior within, someone who is strong, capable, and resilient, come what may. It's time to stop battling against yourself and start using your powers to meet everyday challenges with energy, purpose, and bravery. Now here's your host, Elizabeth Cush. Today's episode is brought to you by three invitations to come home to you. If you'd like to learn how to feel more at home in yourself, you can sign up for your free invitations at elizabethcushcoaching.com. Hi, and welcome back to the Woman Warriors podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad that we have this space to, to be, to explore. I know for me, strangely, the podcast has been an incredible space for me to share my story, but explore with other women how they've healed, how they've grown, how they're living their full authentic lives. And it's just so inspiring. And I'm honored to be able to hold the space for them. And I'm honored that you're here with me. So I'm Elizabeth Cush, or better known as Biz, host of the Woman Warriors podcast. And I'm a licensed therapist in Annapolis and a life coach for women. And the life coaching business is brand new. If you are a continued follower of the podcast or you're new to the podcast, My coaching business for women is newly launched, and I am still exploring ways to talk about it, but also how to share it, because I know my initial offering is expensive, and I want to be able to help as many women as I can. So I'm exploring other options to share this relationship with you in a way that makes sense for you. And today we're going to be talking about taking care of yourself. And this is something I have come back to on the podcast time and again, because it's so important and because women struggle with making themselves a priority, putting their needs even on their list at all. I cannot tell you how many clients I have that their priority, what they feel most comfortable with in the moment is not listening to themselves, is putting their needs last. Uh, It's thinking about others first. And yet the anxiety, the stress, the distress still shows up. So what happens if we do put our needs on our list, make us a priority? I know that's been something that's been very difficult for me. I grew up in a a family of 
six, so I was one of four kids. My parents were married until eighth grade for me when they decided to divorce, and it was a very surprising divorce. We, I personally, as a 15-year-old, was not prepared, maybe 14, not prepared at all. Did not know they were struggling. Parents didn't really share the depth of their unhappiness with us or with me. I think my sister was more aware. She's two years older than I am. I think she was more aware of the problems, but for me, it felt as if I was blindsided. I felt as if I look back on that time and it felt like my life was shattered. So much changed when my dad moved out. And it was really, really, really hard. And being in a family where the struggles, the distress, the big emotions really weren't explored or validated, I didn't know what to do with it. I was just, I fled. I ran. I went to a friend's house when my dad told us they were separating and I just couldn't be there because I didn't know how to handle those emotions. And I also didn't know what I needed. I didn't know that I needed to be comforted, to feel safe, to be told that even if things changed, that my parents still loved me in the same way. And that's impacted me for a long time. That sense of really not knowing how to take care of myself and not being 100% confident that the adults in my life would take care of me either. And it has led me on a path of sometimes forming poor relationships with others, relationships that were not healthy for me, but also reinforcing that there really wasn't space for me and my emotions. There wasn't space for my needs and left me feeling unworthy as if I wasn't a priority. Those wounds were pretty deep and have taken a long time to heal. But I realized through my healing journey, I can remember having this enormous like aha moment where I realized that I lived so much of my life in fear, fear of abandonment, fear of rejection, fear of judgment, fear of not being loved, and in teenage years and very early adulthood, I turned to substances to help calm those fears and help me feel as if I knew how to take care of myself when in reality, I was just masking my feelings, my emotions. And I think it prolonged, although, you know, in the moment it worked, but it prolonged the length of my healing journey because I wasn't really tapping into myself. I was not turning inward to see how I could take care of me. I was looking for others to take care of me. I was trying to take care of other people instead of just pausing and listening to what I needed. And some of my relationships reinforced that fear. I think I've talked about, uh, I had a college relationship with a guy who was emotionally abusive. 
and really left me questioning my worthiness in a, at a much deeper level, but also left me fearful all the time. Was I going to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing or be accused of flirting or abandoning him? And that disrupted my emotional regulation for a long time. And I think it took me a long time to realize the impact of that relationship on future relationships. There is a part of me that has always felt like there really isn't space for me in relationships. That if I just make sure everybody else is happy, if I take care of everyone else's needs, then that will lead to my happiness too. They left me feeling that if I could just make sure their needs were taken care of, then everything would be okay. My fears would be eased. But you can't make other people happy, right? Their happiness is up to them. They need to take care of their own needs. Of course, not my children. I, you know, with kids, you have to help them learn how to take care of their needs. But even with children, even with my own kids, I can't make sure they're happy all the time. There's going to be struggle. There's going to be difficulty. There's going to be conflict and anger. And that's always been hard. And I've come to realize that I can't make everyone else happy, and that's okay. And that I can be angry sometimes, and that's okay. But learning about my trauma, learning how my trauma history impacted me, how my early relationships shaped my adult relationships and left me feeling fearful all the time has allowed me to take time to listen to me. It's, it's helped me better understand that if I'm not taking care of myself, nobody else is going to do that for me. And so I work hard to take care of my needs, make my needs a priority, and love myself even when I don't do a great job at it. Because it's still hard. I still fall back into those old patterns. But my huge realization has been by making myself happy, by taking care of me and my needs in the moment, by speaking up for myself and what I want, it allows me to be present and more authentic. I can express myself with confidence, even if maybe what I'm saying doesn't make other people happy. But most of the time, when I'm showing up fully and expressing myself and asking for what I want, sharing my needs, talking about my feelings, other people are meeting me there. And it helps build foundations for healthier, more solid, grounded relationships that are founded in reciprocal ways where I'm asking for my needs and they are too. And that's hugely different than constantly giving, than constantly minimizing or deprioritizing 
my own needs and wants. And that's why one facet of my coaching business is teaching women or helping women better identify their needs and putting themselves back at the top of their to-do lists. So the to-do lists I'm talking about are how do I take care of me in the moment? Sure, we all have our to-do lists. We have the exercise, we have work, we have obligations that are important, house cleaning, whatever it might be. There are things we gotta do, right? But are they always things that make us happy, that we want to do, or are to-do lists filled with stuff that makes us unhappy, things we don't wanna do? So I ask you, where do your needs fall on the list? Do you take care of yourself every day? Do you listen to what you need? It isn't always easy. And sometimes a coach can help along the way, shining a flashlight, shining a light into those dark spaces where we've learned to hide our needs, put our needs to the bottom of the list, or just erase them altogether. It can also help us better understand that when we're caring for ourselves, that shifts. It shifts our relationship with ourselves and others. And we're not saying that other people don't matter. We're not stomping all over other people's needs. We're highly, highly aware and sensitive of what other people need. But two, we're checking into what we need in those moments and By meeting others' needs, are we serving ourselves? So how easy is it for you to pause and listen and know what you need in the moment? I know it's taken me a long time to really feel confident that I know what I need because for so long I put it aside or ignored it or lock them away because it felt too scary or too overwhelming to step forward into myself. Are there things that you can let go of and put yourself in that place? And I think a deep part of this work, this coaching work, is exploring those parts of us that reinforce that we don't matter or that our needs shouldn't be important. Because when we better understand those parts, it helps us shift that dialogue too. That putting our needs first doesn't make us selfish, doesn't make us uncaring. And it doesn't mean we're not taking care of other people in the process too. Because we're women and that's what we do. We love taking care of others but can we take care of ourselves? That's my challenge. Can you take care of yourself as well as you take care of the other people in your life? Imagine, envision a life where you knew what you needed, you could ask for what you needed, you could take care of your needs to the best of your ability, and even if your needs couldn't be met, you could take care of yourself around that too. Imagine that. 
So my journey into better understanding what I need, into better understanding myself and my desire to live more authentically and fully and feel more present in my life has disrupted some of my friendships, some of my relationships. That's the honest truth because when we're expressing ourselves, when we are fully showing up in our lives, there may be some people who don't really want us to be in that space or aren't ready or are just uncomfortable with us speaking up for ourselves. And that's hard. But I found that it's actually also really okay. Because if I'm constantly reinforcing my old patterns of putting others' needs first, those relationships will actually end up hurting me instead of helping me grow, helping me be my true self. And I understand that's a little scary, but it's also an important step that we recognize that when we do take care of ourselves, that the people who can share with us in that joy, in that self-expression, in that fully showing up, those are the people we want to have around us, more of those people. And when you can find those spaces where you can be truly yourself and feel at ease and at home in you, that's the life that's worth living. That's the life that feels true. If you'd like to take steps to better understand where your needs fall on your list, how to be more attentive to your own needs and identifying them and taking care of them, I'd love to be with you on that journey. I would love to be with you on that journey. You can reach out to me through my website. There's a contact form, elizabethcushcoaching.com. You can also sign up for a free 30-minute consultation where we would explore whether coaching with me is right for you. And soon, I am also going to be offering a deep dive conversation, an hour-long conversation where we explore what coaching for you might look like. So stay tuned, sign up for the newsletter if you don't already at elizabethcushcoaching.com. You can also find the link in my Instagram page, Woman Warriors, and send me a, an email through there or sign up for a 30-minute consultation. So in other news, the mission and the scope of the podcast has been shifting over the last year where before I was focused primarily on women's anxiety, what are the contributing factors, how we can manage it into a more broad, how do we live more authentically? What are the practices we can bring into our lives to help us feel fully and boldly in ourselves? How do we unleash? How do we reawaken 
our wise woman that's there inside us and always has been? And how do we bring her forth into the world? How do we feel more at home in that wise woman that's within? So the name of the podcast is going to be Shifting. I'm excited about this transition. And we're going to continue on this journey of healing and being our best selves. I hope you all have a wonderful week. I hope that you will take a moment to tune into yourself and ask yourself in that moment, what do I need right now? Do I need self-assurance? Do I need a hand on my heart? Do I just need to acknowledge that I'm struggling in that moment and how hard that is? I hope that you will take care of those needs. Give yourself some love and compassion in those moments. Have a wonderful week. I look forward to the next episode. Ciao for now from This Woman Warrior. This week's episode is brought to you by three invitations to come home to you. We all have different parts or voices we hear that can influence how we act, how we feel, and how we engage with the world. When we can get curious and learn more about all of our parts with compassion, we begin to feel more at home in ourselves. I'd like to invite you to explore some of your parts with the three invitations to come home to you. When you sign up, you'll gain access to the prompts that will be your guide to help you get to know you and your parts a little bit better. To get access to your prompts and find out more about working one-on-one with me, go to elizabethcushcoaching.com.